Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons in HQ, Scottsdale, Arizona. And it's a cool, crispy 97 degrees today. Uh, joined, as always, by Randy Angston. What's up, fella? How we doing, brother? Good. Special guest, Jason Phillips, in the house. He's here for the Growth Summit. We wanted to get him in. He's always going to bring the fire. I can't wait to hear you speak. So welcome to the uh, the second time to the podcast. Second time in the studio. Second yeah. time hanging, not the second time hanging out, but second time in the studio and excited to take the stage, man. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm really pumped. And well, for those listening, you have. You have this taken is, this This is the Tuesday following. Oh, okay. So by the time they've heard this, I've yes. already taken you, the stage. You've already well. melted faces. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have already brought fire and uh, and definitely left, you know, probably hurt some feelings too. But yeah. it's, uh, man, it's going to be a really good time. And for anybody listening, you know, this is obviously after the event, but uh, man, you put on a good event. Yeah. Like it's, Thank you. Uh, I've been really fortunate to speak at a lot of events and obviously on my own stages and Dude, first class. Like I, I gotta commend you on it. Like it is uh you bring a great crew, um, the organization, the setup, it's it's been top notch. So um to everybody listening, Tim does it well, but to you, man, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, and thank you. Uh I know that we tried to get you on last time. Yeah. Uh the the timing didn't work out, but yeah. here you are, you're here in town, you got the whole squad, we got the <laughs> live live studio audience today. Yeah, this is great, yeah. man. So so welcome. I, I wanted to get you on here today because one, take advantage of, of just the chance to have you on, but you always speak to people a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You really don't sugarcoat anything. No. You basically, you're calling me out on some shit <laughs> and you're calling everybody out. So I think today, just for this episode, I, I want to get your take on the winner's mindset versus mm-hmm. the average Joe, right? Because I was, I actually made a story today how, how the world accepts average as good. And yeah. it was, you know, it was half the battles showing up, right? Like that's the kind of stuff that you hear. And at least I tried, at least you tried <laughs> or, or, you know, participation trophies and everything else. And we, you know, there's an obvious trend that that's okay. But the people that I see excelling you, you know, other people I look up to, they do it different. And I just want to hear from you. Because like I said, you do not sugarcoat. No, <laughs> no, I've never been accused of doing that. I mean, how, how, you know, what do you think is the difference between the guys that are just going into work every day or even maybe running their own businesses and the ones that are just winning? It's really funny. We, uh, before we came here and we were training um, and I was telling Rico earlier today, somebody, somebody made a comment to me before I flew here and they asked if I was flying first class. And I said, yeah, I haven't flown coach in five years. And they said, that must be nice. <laughs> and I said, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, yeah. I said, you think 16 years of grind must be nice? Yeah. Like the sleepless nights, the the times that I've nearly lost everything, the the ups and downs of the journey, the failed relationships, the failed friendships, the the distance between those people that are closest to me. Like, you think that must be nice? Must be nice oh, like yeah. you watch me walk into first class and then you make assumptions that everything is great. And it's kind of like, well must be nice to have a mindset that being average is okay. Like 
that like, it, I could say the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you have no worries. What because is, you've what's it like sleeping at night? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Must be nice to sleep yeah. in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Must yeah. be nice. Everybody to, wants to be a bodybuilder. <laughs> so you know, it's uh, it's interesting, man, because. I I shared this on a podcast recently and, and I said it actually at our last live event and someone's like, man, like that hit me hard. And, and I said, I, I have always had this mindset my whole life of why not me? Right. And so, um, like you guys know, I played golf professionally. I'm, I'm the worst professional golfer of all time, but I did make it as a pro. <laughs> did you get it to and the tour? I did. What? Right. So I made yeah. it to, yeah. So I didn't have PJ tour card, but I made it to like the mini tours. I got, um, I Mondayed into some of the big events. And mm-hmm. so, uh, dude, the worst professional golfer of all time, I promise you. Um, I lost way more money than I ever made. Um, someone's, someone said recently like, well, better to be the worst professional than the best amateur. And I'm like, no, no, no. I lost way <laughs> yeah. more money than the best <laughs> you're, amateur. You're like, I, to be there. Yeah. <laughs> It was not a good thing, but, um, but here's the thing about that. Like I didn't pick up a golf club till I was 14. And the only reason I picked up a golf club is we went to the driving range cause we were bored in the summer. Right. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed the golf club and I don't know, I probably fucking two fisted it yeah. and I like swung and I missed the first 10 times. Sure. And I left the driving range that day and I said, I'm going to be a pro golfer. <laughs> Right. Laughable. Fucking laughable. Yeah. Who in the world misses the golf ball more times than they hit it and walks away and it's like, yeah, I'm going to be really good. And you no, nobody. Yeah. Right. But I said, if somebody's done it, I can do it. That's good. And and the only difference is I just need to practice a lot. I I need to put in the reps. Reps. And the, the reality is most people that don't win simply won't put in the reps. And, and it's, you know, I, I said, um, I said something yesterday on Facebook when I was flying out here, I wrote a comment and I said, um, you know, the, the, I can't do it is typically a cover up of complacency, right? Like, like I can't do that is largely bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's your own fucking excuse for the work you're not willing to do. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like that's it. Cut and dry. You can fucking do whatever you want. Like David Goggins, you know, look mm-hmm. at what that guy did. What the Iron Cowboy right now? Yeah, he's doing a what, he's doing Lawrence. an Iron Man every day for how many days? Like fifty, I think. Fifty Iron Mans in a row in fifty countries. Is he doing this time? He did, he did fifty states. He did fifty Iron Mans in fifty states. It's incredible what that guy's doing. Yeah. yeah, right. It's incredible. And we got people out there like I can't run a it's mile. A, it's a four minute mile mentality, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if it's the four minute mile mentality because I think that's about breaking records. Like, I, I, I think that there's people that genuinely like there are overweight people that are like, I can't do that. Like, really? No, you can. You're just telling yourself you can't. There's people that are like, I can't make money. No, motherfucker, you can. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. just you're just not hurts. willing to do so. Like, there's there's people that are like, I, I can't do insert whatever. And my whole thing is this. If you don't want to amazing. I love you. Like Mm -hmm. more power to you. Let's go have a drink because you're an honest human being. But if you make the statement, I can't, that's really just a cover up for, I don't want to. And so just go look in the mirror, be hyper honest with yourself and say, I don't want to. And if that's, that's your jam, dope. Not everyone's supposed to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone's supposed to be shredded with a six pack. Not everyone's supposed to have all of the things they want in life. Like the world needs a number two and number three and number four. Like our Mm -hmm. business is run because somebody doesn't want to be a number one. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Like, and I love those people. The ones that are the most honest with themselves are the ones that actually end up succeeding in those roles. Right. Right. People just want to fucking lie. Yeah. So the thing, the thing that I heard when you're saying, Hey, I missed the golf ball 14 times. What I heard was something that I feel is like you're, you bet on yourself, yeah. right? You, if you can't bet on yourself, then who are you going to, who are you going to bet on? Right. Nobody's handing you anything today. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the mindset is you're going to get some handouts, but same thing goes for me, right? I'm going to take this giant risk on this development and I know I'm not going to fail it. Right. You know, this is, this, this will pucker up this, what I've gone through to even get to this point would crush a lot of people. Oh, they absolutely. would have thrown the towel. Yeah, and I felt like that a couple of times, but, but I know this is, I'm going to win. We're going to make a ton of money. It's going to be the best investment of my life. It's going to change my entire future. And I'm putting all my eggs in that basket, but it's because you bet on yourself, you bet on yourself mm-hmm. and I can bet on myself. So that's, I think that is the missing, I mean, call it the golden thing, but yeah. like, I feel like that's what's missing in a lot of folks. Well, when you, when you talk to people that have achieved success, you realize that whether they intended to bet on themselves or not, they did at some point. There's a level right. of confidence that comes with winning. There's a level that, of, that, there, there's a level of confidence, but there's a level of execution too. And absolutely. I think that, you know, we've all coached high performers and high performers are not looking for the next thing that's going to make them successful. Mm-hmm. They are looking for the next thing they need to do to be successful, right? And there's a big difference. And there's people that are gonna listen to this and they're gonna be like, well, what's the hacks? Yeah, that's profound. How did did Tim become a millionaire? How did Jason become a millionaire? Well, what's the thing? What program can I buy? And and because I spent my money, I'm now entitled to millions of dollars. Like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Like, that's your learning. And that's your, that's the door literally opening. Now you need to walk through that door. Now you need to impart your will. Now you need to impose your will. And now you need to create success and demand success of yourself. You just got the door opened. And so many people think it is a tactical thing that's going to get them Mm -hmm. there. And and unfortunately, it's not like people are successful. And, you know, I mean, dude, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know how much I can talk about here, but I know the event that just passed. Right. Obviously, Mm -hmm. this being aired next Tuesday, the event that just passed, people were given an opportunity Mm -hmm. and there was two types of people in that room. And, And some people see the opportunity and they bet on themselves. Yeah. And other people didn't see the opportunity. And, and they didn't bet on themselves. And mind you, when we have this conversation 12 months from today, the people that bet on themselves are going to be in a much better place. And the, the problem is they think financial investment and betting on themselves are mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they're not, right? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes betting on yourself requires an investment. It's gonna, it may not requ- uh, require an investment of money. It's going to re- require an investment of time. It's going to require an investment of sacrifice. It's going to require an investment of work. There is some sacrifice or some investment mm-hmm. that you are going to have to make to achieve the next level. But winners understand it's investment. It's not cost right? It's not a cost of doing business. It is an investment. It's something that you are putting all of yourself into. Mm -hmm. Listen, we're all going to get tired, right? There is not a single soul on this earth that has made it. Bezos, Buffett, uh, Munger, you name it, that hasn't been tired. Sure. Right? We're not immune to it. But when we get to that point, we look at it and we say, there's work to be done, right? We don't acknowledge the fatigue and say, oh, well, I guess it's time to go home. Right. Right. No, like the work's not done. Okay. Like let's get it suck done. it up and yeah. let's go. And, yeah. and there's times that are going to suck. There are times that are 100% going to suck. It's not supposed to always be fun. And, and saying that probably they're like, God, this guy's a dickhead. Why'd they bring him on the podcast? <laughs> right. But there are times that are not going to be fun. And, and I think that the people that fundamentally accept that on day one and, you know, and embrace that, Dude, one of the first things I do with a client when they come into me is I, I look at them and I'm like, listen, here's what the next 12 months are going to look like. Yeah. The first 60 days, you might hate me because it's it's boring work, right? It's, I mean, you, all three of us can agree. The foundation of a business is boring. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the basics. Yeah. Like getting your messaging on point, getting it out there, attracting customers, right? Especially doing it organically, not not paid, right? Mm-hmm. That's That's boring. 
Mm-hmm. It's not very fun. It's not the fun, sexy kind of business it's for not, sure. No. Right? Like it's yeah. not transactional. Yep. You don't see money come in. Like we're not, you know, we're not looking at metrics. Like we're, it's foundational no, boring no, shit. There's no like jets and cars. No, <laughs> no, no, you don't get a, I mean, like you could rent a Lambo, oh, but yeah, you, okay. you know, then you're even more of a douche. Um, <laughs> but you know, so it's, uh, it's not that fun. And it's like, listen, if you, if you're willing to sacrifice those two months, everything on the back end does get fun because then you start making offers. Then people accept those offers. Now you're able to uh, increase the volume of your leads. Now you're able to move more leads to more offers, right? Increase the lifetime value of the customer and things get really, really fun. And you start, you start quote unquote playing business. Right. But the reality is most people want to jump straight to that. Always always do. Or they do, or they do. And then they call us because things aren't working. Right. They they, they, they go out and they, they invest into somebody's product. Product that allows them to play business, right? And and unfortunately, in the current marketplace that we're in, there are marketers pandering to oh, yeah. that. They're taking advantage emotion, of that, absolutely, one million percent, dude. Like, buy this system, and it will solve all your problems. And and here's the thing, right? I think we have to acknowledge almost every system being sold probably works, absolutely, right? Sure. And I always say that because everyone's like, oh, like you're just going to hate on your competitors. No, no, no. I'm not going to hate on your product. In fact, I think your product's probably pretty good or you wouldn't be putting Competing. your name behind it to sell it, right? I, I think most people have enough pride in themselves. The problem is you're not telling the whole story and your product's not going to work unless you work, right? And, and that's the story that's not being told. Is, is we like to think, well, sales, you got to be better at sales. No, no, you need to be good. You got to have a mindset before you learn a sales script, mm-hmm. right? Well, you got to get good at marketing. Well, unless you get off your ass every day, mark, your marketing skills don't mean shit, sure. right? Oh, you got to be really good at fulfillment. Well, unless you choose to show up every day, what you learn about fulfillment will never happen inside of fulfillment. And the common denominator, right? Everybody listening, like, Take this line, Hmm. blow it up, put it on your wall. The common denominator of all of the successes and all of the failures in your life is you. Period. The end. Go look in the mirror. Absolutely. The motherfucker staring back at you is the single common denominator of everything that has occurred. Mm -hmm. And until that changes, none of the experiences that you will have or that you desire will change. The end. I love it. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. 
drop mic. I love it. Yeah, drop I mic. mean, those are those are the moments. Okay. One thing I want to touch on, or, or something I wanted to ask you, is okay. something with like uh, you know, successful individuals seem to grasp the investment aspect of things mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah. Right. We're not always focused on uh, immediate gratification. We're more willing to put in the grind, understand that it is coming, it will be there, and it's not fun, and be willing to step into the put yourself in the suck and do the work. Because the delayed gratification is ten times what you could ever experience immediately. I want to I want to comment on that because I I agree, but I want to bring sure. up a, ca- oh, yeah, bring yeah, up yeah, a, caveat. a caveat sure. to mm-hmm. it. I think that in today's society, there's a lot of people that are now willing to invest, right? Like high ticket is normal, sure. right? And so it's been normalized, especially yeah. since COVID. And so there's a lot of people that will make the investment. It's post investment that we find out who has the delayed gratification. Where, where the results come from, right? Sure, yeah. And who doesn't. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that make the investment and they think that, right, that early, like, like what I result. said earlier, that's the result, yep. right? There's a level of entitlement. Then there's the other side of the coin, like I made the investment, now I'll delay my gratification, I'll do the work and I will become successful. Yep. So everybody that hears it, it's like, well, I made an investment. Okay, great. Well, were you the dickhead that went and got entitled or were you the person that saw the future and was like, if I just do enough work, if I just follow sure. the plan, if I just commit and I just continue showing up, right? I think we could all agree, um, the highest level people, right? And and to put it into terms, 10 million and above, right? Are playing a game of making failure unreasonable versus trying to instantly accelerate success. And the difference there is you're putting in reps. Sure. That like, dude, if, if how many sales conversations have you done? Thousands, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At this point, yes. <laughs> when you did your first five, were you expecting to close sales? You probably were. I mean, you were hopeful. Right, you were right? hopeful, yeah. <laughs> right? But like looking back on it, should you have closed Hell those? Hell no. Right, okay. I so, didn't deserve any of that. Exactly. No. <laughs> so people come into the game and they're like, well, I got a sales script. Yeah. I should close sales. You fucking did five sales I've conversations. Spent, yeah, to your point, I've spent 10 years ever since I started in that seat. I still work on yeah. the belief of what it takes to do the job. Yeah. Not I, I said this conversation with one of our coaching clients about copywriting, right? I don't go and study copywriting books that are about this word instead of this word. Right. I go and I study Concept. concepts of communicating yeah. and psychology yeah. and what it takes to guide somebody to you know, because those are foundational. Yeah. I don't give a shit what tactic you're swapping out, what word you're using. Those things come and go. And the emphasis isn't on that. That's never, the script isn't going to carry the weight when the person and how many pieces can't of, actually commit to doing it. How many pieces it. of copy have you written? Since, oh God. In your life, probably thousands, right? Yeah, yeah. now everything. Okay. So you're, so you, we, like, we look back at your first piece of copy and every new marketer is like, well, I took this copywriting course, so I'm going to write this yeah. copy and oh my God, it should yield all the sales. And it's like, really? So you bought a course, you instantly implemented, and you're now entitled to your sales page, who, who, by the way, is competing against Frank Kern, right? (laughs) Like like you're you're in the marketplace competing against guys like Frank Kern, Ben Settle, right? Like gangsters that have been doing this for years. Mm -hmm. And and you're in the marketplace and you're like, oh, well, because I bought this course, I should totally win. Or how many of the people we know that bought his and think that they're competing against him using the same ideas and tactics and strategies? So what if you've done thousands of reps all of a sudden, you have a little bit more of a reason to believe you might be successful. By the way, I've been on stages and I've pitched, I don't know, 50 times, 100 times maybe in my life. 
I almost pissed my pants the first time I did it. <laughs> I didn't deserve to get a sale mm-hmm. openly and honestly. When I get on stage now, I know I can sell from stage. Yeah. Like I, I definitively know you put me on stage, I'm going to close the room, right? I'll walk out of the damn room and I'll still close you. <laughs> That's a whole other story, <laughs> That's right? a great story. And, yeah. yeah. And so, but it's, it's unreasonable for me to fail because I've put in so many reps. I've done so much studying. I'm, I am virtually obsessed mm-hmm. with persuasion and I love, like, I, I love it. Right. Like, and, and I breathe it. I mean, dude, what am I doing on the plane? What am I doing when I'm driving? What am I doing when I'm working out? Right. Like I'm studying that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I love it. And the more I get exposed to it, the more I touch it, the more I act on it, the better I'm going to become. I can't expect perfection right now. Like I don't think you can ever expect perfection. Right. But the more I do it, the more it becomes unreasonable for me to fail. If, if I want to dude, if I want to get into real estate, I don't know shit about real estate. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So my first real estate transaction, it's a crapshoot. I might, I might hit the lottery. I might lose a lot of money, Yep. but I have to expect has, that. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. now. I mean, I'll hire mentors to try to mitigate my risk, of course. But if I, if I want to truly get good at real estate, what should I do? I should probably do a lot of fucking like reps. Yeah. I might want to study from somebody and, and do reps with them where it's their money and I watch them do it. Right. I have no stake in the game, but I watch and I study and I learn and it's rep after rep after rep. Right. But that's the mindset of a winner. There's no immediate gratification to me, right? I don't get shit from that other than the learning. The learning is not tangible ROI. The learning is not money in my bank account. The learning is not a Lambo or a house or any of those things, Mm -hmm. right? The learning is the learning, but the learning is the tool that allows me to have every single thing that I want. It makes failure completely unreasonable and it makes success inevitable. I tell my clients all the time, our goal is to make success inevitable. Love it. Love it. And that's, that's really the key to mentorship and buying internships and, and, or like hiring coaches and all that. And where people shy away, they'd rather hire the tactic from the coach versus the coach themselves. And any time that I've ever gone all in, I've, you know, like, you, you know, where I came from, yeah. I go to the best and I go and hire yeah. them and pay the most money to yeah. be in the room, learn from the person directly. Well, and that's that to me has always been my secret. There right? was there was that meme that circulated the internet, right? The the five hundred dollar yeah, buyer. I love right? that one. Like, um, you know, oh, here's here's so my good. money, but like, what do I get with this? And like, and, my you know, life when is do in I your hands. You? Yeah. yeah, my life. Yes. So so just to kind of clarify that, guys, I saw this meme. It was a great was meme. Great. So it, it has a split screen on the top. Says the five hundred dollar buyer says, "I'm investing five hundred dollars with you, and I expect you to be on call. Yep. You, my life's in your hands, and I expect us to have a great working relationship." but I'm really counting on this to, to make me succeed. Yeah. And then the 10,000 or $20,000 buyer money sent. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, we <laughs> excited, made, uh, excited to get started. Well, yeah. Dude, we, we made an investment last November, um, 65,000. Um, do? it was with a mentor. Nice. Yes. And, and so we sent him the money. Um, we got on two calls, right? They're the group calls. We've been on two calls since November. <laughs> okay. And everyone's like, well, don't you feel like robbed? Like, don't you feel gypped? No, no. I've chosen to get on two calls. Yeah. I got what I needed literally on the first call. I got on the second one more as like a courtesy to be totally honest. Yeah. I got exactly what I needed on the first call. And guess what? I went and did work. Yeah. You know what I, I love I about that too though? I didn't sit there and be like, hey, I'm, I'm supposed to be on this call and you should have some insane amount of value. Like, I don't fucking care what no, you're you doing. Like, I hope you yeah, yeah. I went and did the work. I was like, this is what I needed. Great. Oh, by the way, our revenue is going 500% <laughs> up. Right. Because of the things you learned like that one tip helped us reframe the way we looked at something inside of our business right totally, now. Totally worth it. But he yeah. could have given he could have given anybody that tip. Mm-hmm. Are they going to go do the work? That's and you took extreme ownership on it, too. Million right. Percent. Like at the fact of the guy next to you is probably the one that was like, well, aren't you pissed? 
Well, no, I'm not he's the one with the expectation yeah. of, well, where's the value coming from? We, earlier you hit it when you said about investing and high ticket and coaching and things like that. People, the buyer, they, the, the, co- or the person who's hiring a coach too rarely is looking at the investment in themselves mm-hmm. as opposed to I'm investing in the coach. Mm-hmm. Well, you no, you're paying the coach for the information. Yeah. Your assets to go do the work, yeah. right? Selling coaching is no different than selling fitness. Yeah. We're selling the opportunity for a result. We're not selling the result. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's an interesting world because you have to invest, but a lot of people need to change their mindset before they invest. And it's like, how do you, how do you fundamentally do that? Discipline, right. Yeah. And, and that's, that becomes the million dollar question. How do you get an individual to fundamentally change the way they view everything? And by the way, I mean, I'm a, uh, like I'm an education whore. I buy everybody's product. So if you've got one out there, you're welcome. I probably bought it. But, um, I I'll tell you there's a massive movement now where everybody's opening modules or like mindset, this mindset, that yeah, right. Yeah. And, I, I don't disagree with it. I think that you need to be able to set the tone, but you can't tell somebody to have a better mindset. No. And I, I think there's a lot of coaches too that are, they would be afraid to sit at this table right now. Like they, and they'd be afraid to speak the truth. They, they would say, oh, I need to handhold. I need to coddle. And, you know, we have a saying in our company, we say make better clients, right? We create better clients. And, and so that. early on in our business, we didn't do that. And we had a lot of people get to our highest level programs, $25,000, $50,000. And they would get there and they would bitch. And they, they would need handholding. And we're like, are you shitting me? Like you're making half a million dollars a year and you want me to wipe your ass too? And, and like that, that's not acceptable to me. Like you don't need to text me every week. You don't need to call me every week. Mm-hmm. You need to do what you're doing because it's working and you need to not fix what's not broken. Yes. And so all of a sudden we looked at ourselves. And by the way, this goes back to a whole nother principle I'll share with you that I really believe in in a second is we went back to this, uh, to this notion that we, we had something that we were doing wrong. And we said, how do we fix this? And we said, we need to create better customers. And so we went all the way back to our point of entry. And okay. we said, we need to condition them from day one that this is where they're going. This is the skill set they actually need. Oh, by the way, our 25K group right now, three out of every four people that step foot in that group will triple their money in 90 days, right? Beautiful. I'll take my results against anybody's group in the world with what we consistently produce. And I'm talking people literally that are coming in that are like four to 5K, that's what they were making. Mm-hmm. And they have no vision. They don't understand anything about this space. And we've got them doing 25, 30, 40, 50K a month. Beautiful. Very quickly, right? And so the principle becomes this. You're always wrong. It's always your fault, yeah. right? I tell my coaches all the time, everything is my fault. If we win, my fault, right? I take the blame, yeah. I take the ownership. Take the ownership. But every owner. time something happens, it's my fault. A client's pissed at me, my fault, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, something something didn't happen. Even if the client fucked up, what did I do that yeah, didn't yeah. give the client what they needed so that they couldn't fuck up, right? And it's like, man, when you start understanding everything in life mm-hmm. is your fault, right? If your significant other is like out there and I don't know, like if they cheat on you, right? Mm-hmm. Like to some degree, that's their fault. But what did you do in the, in the beginning that gave yeah, them, that pushed them away. right? That sure. pushed them away. Like you got to look at yourself. What did I do? And like, it's not always going to be right. That's probably a really shitty example, but like in business, you can always look at what's happening around you and say, everything is my fault. Oh, perfect example. I have a client. Um, she runs a VA agency and she says, Oh, my clients are so needy. And I said, well, what are you doing to allow them to be needy? She's like, no, they're just needy. And I said, well, did you set the expectations on day one? Well, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, no wonder they're needy. They, they had 
like a misconception. Yep. They thought this was part of the service. You didn't explain this was not part of the service. She's like, oh, well, yeah. why would they think that? Well, I don't know why they would. I don't know how they were brought up. I don't know, you know, who conditioned them, but that's not the point. Right. The point is they thought that and you didn't, you did not address that before it came to fruition. And if you didn't address that before it came to fruition, it's your fault. Absolutely. And so they can't be faulted for being needy. You know, this is the exact opposite of the way everybody thinks, right? A million (laughs) percent. By the way, why is success so rare? Yeah. Because everyone wants to blame shift. Yep. Everybody wants to blame shift. Well, everything. It's not my fault. No. The right. weather, the car. Oh, oh, the, and by whatever. the way, what are we coming out of? COVID? Everything's COVID's fault. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and so now it's like you know, somebody asked me the other day how I was on a summit a couple of nights ago and they said, um, you know, what talk to me about COVID. And I said, you know, I looked at it initially like everyone else, like I don't want to say I was scared, but I certainly was overwhelmed. And I said, Okay, I said there's gotta be an opportunity here. And, mm-hmm. and for me, I got really quiet and I got really still. Dude, I learned so much in the last 12 months about myself, oh, about I everything around I me. Know. Like I, know. I fundamentally became a much better person. I really did. And, and I think that it's going to be a really weird world because there's going to be a big separation in the next two or three years. There's going to be people that that come out of COVID that are thriving, that have absolutely found themselves, that have absolutely found their path, that had the space and the mental clarity and the energy to truly commit to what they know is in their future. And there's going to be people that still show up scared. And, and, but the Delta between the oh, two yeah. is going to grow. grow. Or those well, other people are gone at this point. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are gone. And like all those gym owners in the room, yeah. they are the best of the best because if they're actually could afford to come out, pay sure. the ticket, get all the way here after what happened. Yeah. Those are the winners, yeah. right? And, and not only that, I mean, expand on top of that. There is a group of people within that group that not only made it, they saw opportunity in chaos and they doubled down in ways. The opportunities were endless. We had a gym owner in California, which was, you know, obviously one of the worst states to be in during, during the yeah. lockdown. He's like, you know what? I, I, my gyms, I can't operate. And we did the online thing. He, he, went, on, he went and opened a mask store. And made a hundred grand a month yeah. during the during the peak. Yeah, selling masks. Yeah, he could have sat on his ass yeah. and said, "What was me?" He took every opportunity. He had mobile vans. He bought Sprinter vans. He made it mobile. He, he did moved mobile his workouts gyms outside. Like you want to talk about opportunity? He, he checked every box. He was amazing. And he's one of our Iron Circle members. Yeah. You got those vans with the stage drops down, and he was doing workouts out of the van yeah. to the clients in the park. And he he didn't sit around. And say, waiting for me. somebody yeah. to save him, well, waiting for, yeah. How many yeah, people are sitting stories. around waiting to make an excuse? Uh, all of them. Everybody. Like so many. If, if you're not successful, you're, you're probably just sitting there waiting for the excuse to drop in your lap. And a lot of people say, well, COVID's my excuse. Okay, great. Like, I mean, look at the biggest issue we have in the nation right now, which is there's not enough people willing to work. work. Because right now, the money that's going out is averaging $16 an hour right? That's Mm -hmm. the average wage that somebody is getting for living on unemployment, which by the way is above minimum wage. And so on my flight out here yesterday, I connected in Charlotte. Dude, there was two Starbucks and the whole fucking airport open. The whole airport, right? Mind you, travel is up 97% and there's two Starbucks open. You don't think they want to open? Of course they want the revenue. They can't find people to work. So you got a line halfway down the fucking terminal. Yeah. So then you're standing there, right? And I mean, I'm not saying this about anything political. I'm just stating facts, right? Like I, I'm not one that gets into the politics of all the shit. Like, but these are facts. And the people that are literally just waiting because what's going to happen in July? Oh well, that money ran out. 
Yeah. And now we're going to blame the government. So that same government that you love that paid you, it's now their fault. Right. So now you're talking on both sides of your mouth. Yet in reality, let's go back to the statement I made. When you look in the mirror, when the government was helping you and when the government's not helping you, what's the commonality? Yep. Motherfucker, it's you. you. Yep. Period. The end. It's always you. And so you need to acquire skills. You need to grow your mind. You need to do whatever the fuck you need to do to believe that you can make it and mm-hmm. to make a choice to make it. Success is not tangible. Success is not. It's a choice. Choices are not tangible things. When you wake up in the morning, you simply make a declaration. I am going to do it. And then you take the steps and you don't stop until it's done. Hey, Jim Lance here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much, and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week Profit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. Like that's it. It's pretty simple on paper. Yeah. A lot of these folks, it's it's just that it's it's foreign language. They yeah. just can't think that way. So great to your point, yes, we're having trouble finding any coaches here. It's insanity. We we will get uh we'll set interviews, they don't show up. Yeah. We'll we'll have an interview, we make an offer, and the last girl we offered, I make more or I can make more working for cash on the side and keeping my unemployment where it is. Okay, what happens in July yep. when it There's ends? A, the conversation gonna... shifting though, because I mean, if you look at the social social media climate of that over the last forty eight hours, with some of the things that have been said, some of the state here in Arizona, like our our governor came out and now he's going to pay people to go back to work. Jesus, which yeah. I also think is a slippery slope. That's a very um, slippery slope. But you know, hey, a little intrinsic motivation from within would be great. But that's exactly the society that we're living in right now. We're, we're the mental shift of what people are willing to do. For their return, where nobody's willing to just, you know, strap up and go to work anymore. Well, it's interesting, dude. You're wearing a shirt that says Lions on Sheep, right? And it's uh, Sean's thing, right? mm -hmm. And Sean was a partner of Garrett at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, They both fundamentally share one thing, which is always tell the truth. Yep. Right? Like, that's that's the foundation of both of those movements. And I, I think that if every single person was forced right now, like we lined up every human being in this, you know, in the world, and we said, just tell the truth. Are, are you giving everything that you need to achieve success or are you making excuses, right? And there's a gun to their head. If they didn't tell the truth, trigger goes off. How many people are actually going to say yes? It's going to be fractional. Oh, sure. Mm. And, and let, me, let me be the first to fucking admit, mm. I don't know if I could say yes. There are times where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to choose sleep for an extra 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. But if you come to me and you're like, hey, there's, you know, this is there. Like to your point earlier, though, like if somebody came and said, hey, you're not where you want to be. And you said, well, that's because I sleep in every day, 30 minutes before, you know, longer. That's you taking ownership on why you're not where you're at. You that's the thing about awareness. If you said that, that, could you imagine how somebody would look at you? Because what's the expectation? The expectation is if they come to you and they say, hey, you're not where you want to be. And you actually say, yeah, it's because I sleep in. They're like, wait, what? Wait, huh? Wait, Wait you just told you just, the you, truth? You took ownership on this shit? <laughs> like, they would literally be floored because they're, what are they waiting for? They're yep. waiting for the common objection, yep. which is an excuse. Yep. Right? So it's crazy. Dude, uh, I mean, okay, so this is airing. And so I'll share this with you guys. Yeah, the yeah. very first thing I, I did, um, 
what I'm going to do yeah. at your event is I'm going to call the whole room out as fucking liars. <laughs> I love it. My very first <laughs> statement to a room of people that paid a lot of money to be there mm-hmm. and they heard I'm a great speaker is I'm staring at a room of fucking liars. Ooh. And, and, here's the, and here's how I'll make it true. And here's how you know, I will have made it true. Right. Uh, all the all the people in there, they want to be successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if I asked and I said, hey, you know, declare you're, you you want to be successful. Correct. Mm-hmm. And and now let's ask, are, are you working towards success? They're all going to say yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you're working hard towards success. Yes. OK, cool. Well, let me let me paint you a scenario. I've got your family hostage here right now. Gun to each of their heads. And if you don't produce success in 30 days, the trigger goes off. Are you going to change your actions? Would would that change your action? The, the answer like, is, yeah, is, is there a gap, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So More you're a fucking liar. Yeah, you're liar. You so go. you wake up every day and you're like, I'm trying. The fuck you're trying, <laughs> right? Like, and by the way, I have an event in uh, at the end of June, mm-hmm. right? And I shared in, in our group, I said, the first two words out of my mouth will change your life. And the first two words are, I'm trying. I don't ever want to hear those words from people trying to be successful ever. Like, fuck, you're trying, you're doing, you may not be there yet. And the fact that you're not there does not in any way downgrade your efforts to an attempt. You're doing what's necessary Mm -hmm. and you're learning along the way. But that is actually an action of doing. That's not trying. I'm the asshole that corrects all of my friends all the time. But you should. I am am because I, I genuinely, for the same belief, trying to me is the gray space that we tell ourselves trying to built in fucking excuse. 100%. I completely agree. It is the, the validation we tell ourselves for failed success. Yes. Like the not achieving the result. Yes. It is 100%. 1 million percent. You did or you didn't. Trying is the garbage between. That it's you your tell own yourself. self-validation 100%. for the work you're not willing to yep. do. 100%. And so either do it or don't do it. Right. And that's not to say everything's going to be successful because it's not. Or that it's wrong. No. Take, your, take ownership. If you didn't get it, that's fine. But take ownership for the fact that I didn't get the result. There's opportunity. There is option for me to get that result. Yeah. I'm not willing to do that. And that's why I don't have that result. There you when, go. when you One take that, percent. when you take that ownership, there's nothing else there. It's the there, that's success. This is where I'm at. This is my thermo- or thermostat. Right there. Well, I mean, dude, you know, even when, when we coach people, we put people through a process we call mastery, right? Then it's three prong approach. Mastery of self is the foundation. Like the, if you the don't, book mastery? Uh, so, topic. I mean, we call our, we call our program coaching mastery. Um, and so, you know, the very foundation is mastery of self. And, you know, we got people in the room, right? And so literally the whole concept came actually from a conversation that, that Michael and I had. We were at Chipotle, like right down the street, dude, Scottsdale Road. And he was like, what do you want? And like, dude, so like we're eating burritos. <laughs> I, I like, I was afraid to say what I wanted. I was afraid to say the truth because it was, it was very like, at the time I wanted to sell a business. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, and it, in my head, I had, I had told myself a story. People were going to be like, you're a dickhead because you know, this is who you've helped for so long. And why don't you want to be mm-hmm. a coach and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, I didn't want to deal with my staff. Right. I, I wanted nothing to do with my staff at the time. Like I was in a pretty dark place. And, and so instead of answering the question and telling the truth, I just like fucking shove more burrito in my mouth. <laughs> so like I kept eating and eating and like, he'll probably tell you who you probably vividly remembers. I didn't answer the question. I never answered the question during our lunch. And so yeah. I went home and I, and it, it kept me up. And so the next day I finally uh, answered the question. I said, this is what I want. And, and literally coming out of that, the steps that we created were the foundation of coaching mastery. And so but what people don't realize is we took, you know, we, we sold that company, right? We did end up exiting and, and we took this other company, which was like, it, we, it was completely neglected. It, it was not, I don't want to say what we were doing was failing. It was just neglected. Um, and it was a company that was maybe doing, I don't know, three, $400,000 a year, not a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and today that's like an $8 million company. And that's, that's like 16 months. 
right? Beautiful, yeah. like, like that's not a lot of time to go from, you know, that's, not even half a million to 8 million. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's, it's a process, but I promise you, none of it started, none of it started. And, and I got to give like, like, I got to give all the credit to Michael and, and he, you know, he's not on this podcast and, and everybody should go look him up, but like he gets so much of the credit and, and Michael and I've never had this conversation too, but I think, you know, when we, um, we mentored with Scott Oldford for a little bit. Right. And a lot of what he put us through in the very beginning was, was shining a light on the self. Mm-hmm. And, and it was nothing new to me, but it was very like, uh, it was reinforced. And I thought he did a very good job of that. Um, but ever since then, man, like it's anytime something's great in the business, I'm like looking at, okay, cool. What am I doing to propel that? But anytime something's wrong, it's, I'm like, what's, what's wrong with me? It's not like, yeah. what's wrong with the staff? Like what's wrong? Like, of course we look at those things, how to, how to, but then it's like, how are we empowering them? How are we not um, giving them what they need? What resources do they not have? Do we need to give them more? Uh, do we need more staff? Right? Like, like, are these people just overworked? And, um, you know, man, that, that mindset is, it's everything. I think people would come if, if given the opportunity. And I think this is, this is the crazy part. If given the opportunity, we could bring people here at Scottsdale, right? You guys are super successful. We're, we're really successful. And we said, um, you got two opportunities. One, we can tell you exactly how we did what we did, right? We can unroll all the systems. Mm -hmm. Two, you can stay with us for a month and you can pick our brain about anything, but how we did what we did everybody's going to come here and they're going to say, I want the systems. You, a hustler, somebody that makes it, they're going to come live with us for a month and they're going to study how we do what we do. Yeah. They don't give a fuck yeah. what we do. Yeah. It's a habit. Right? It's, it's the, and man, like, it's like what you were saying. You don't study the copywriting. You study the psychology behind it. You study like what persuades the human mm-hmm. being. Dude, what I do, you're not going to be successful doing what I do. First of all, 99% of the people can't get on a stage, look at 150 people and say, you're a bunch of fucking liars, right? <laughs> like I've got the persona that allows me to get away with that, right? Yeah, and and yeah. there's very few people and I get that, man. Like it's a gift. I'm, I've been blessed with it. Like I, I get away with being a sarcastic dick. Very modest. But, very modest. <laughs> yeah. like, but that's my jam, right? Yeah, and yeah. so if you come study the, the, the reasons why I'm doing the things I do. And you allow me to share with you what went through my mind and like how I connected the dots. Like you'll start winning. Yeah, so stop yeah. studying my tactics and start studying my, like my action yeah, steps and the thoughts behind it. It's like somebody taking your, you, you going up on stage and trying to deliver your speech. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, right? You're, the tactic of what you bring in word. Well, most people have never said fuck that many times <laughs> in their whole life, let alone 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was She's shaking her head. <laughs> She's like, oh my God. You know, right. that, to that point, right? It's not that that delivers. Right. It's the, the work and who Amen. you are and what you bring to the table and yeah. all of those things. So somebody, in order to get the same result, has to be you. They have to embody you. So it's not just the message. Let me ask the you message. this, yeah. because I, I'm fascinated by this and this hit my head. This, like, this, uh, this was something I thought about recently. When, when I walk in a room, I could be people I don't know or people I do know um, by within 120 minutes, two hours, right? Within two hours, there's a level of respect I've earned. I promise you, you both are the exact same way. I right? can understand that. Like, like you walk in and there's an aura about you. Why? Command presence. Why? <laughs> Why though? Like, how does that happen? Because... Nobody knows what, like, like if nobody knows what you've done, nobody knows what you've created. Why do people instantly look up to you? Like I'm floored by it's that. An and interesting I would, thing, yeah. I would love to like, and, and I I'm promise right. you, I will dive deep right. into understanding this, but like, I know like when I walk in, like, and, and maybe it's, maybe I don't, maybe it's just perception. 
but I know like I have like the respect of people right I away. I think everything comes down to confidence. Sure. We talked about that. I believe for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's confidence and betting on yourself. Yep. We talked about that and taking ownership and all that. So, so if I'm a gym owner, I'm listening to this right now yeah. and I'm looking at myself as the gym owner, listening to this. And if I'm not successful in my gym, maybe my team's, you know, not doing their job. That's the question they have to ask. Is it them or is it you? And the people that have decided today after listening to this, you know what? I need to look at myself yeah. as the reason. That's going to be the shift that this podcast gives people that could change everything for yeah. them. But that's to his period. point, yeah. that's the information. Now go do something with it. <laughs> exactly. But, but here's but here's the exactly. reality. People are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, there's no tactical advice. Exactly. I can't do anything oh, with this. Like, oh, I didn't learn anything. But mm. But in reality, we just gave you the million dollar blueprint. Yeah. Like, I promise you, if you take this and you go and you're like, you know what? Rule number one, tell the truth. Rule number two, I am responsible for absolutely everything. Rule number three, I am the commonality amongst everything, success and failure. And you just focus on, on those things. And you were like, in every fast of my life, I'm going to be better for the next six months. I bet your relationships would be better. Your financial life would be better. Mm -hmm. Your physique would get better. Everything would get better. But people are like, nah, that's too easy. Right. It's, it's like it's the oh. dietary clients. Hey, yeah. here's here's your here's your diet and workout. Here's your meal plan. Yeah. Well, that's way too much food. <laughs> I got I got to suffer more than that. Oh, that's not enough cardio. Let me add in five million workouts. Right. And I love that shit because like, no, I got to work hard. Right. It's and it's the mentality that our it's that our world has created and, and they want you to grasp onto things and things are things, man. Things are going to come and go. And it, I've that, got yeah. I've got a big I've got a really big belief. Um I'll talk about this at the summit and we don't have to go deep on it here, but I think the internet marketing world is about to do a massive cycle. I think that digital marketing is going to mirror digital marketing 10 to 12 years ago. I think iOS completely just disrupted the space. Yeah. I think email marketing is about to become the biggest arbitrage in the space. And I think you're going to see text come into it, but I think you're going to see SMS and email drive affiliate launches because we are back to programs, not a ton of coaching, right? Because what have all the coaches taught? Coaches have been teaching automation, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Sell a program, limited support. That's been the teaching for the last decade. So now everybody's selling a program. Well, how do you sell a program? You need audience. Well, you can't buy as much audience as easily anymore because of iOS. So what do you do? You earn it. You earn it through affiliates, right? And the money that you do spend is you're spending it on your JVs. You're yep. putting out percentage. So you're going to spend on a low ticket JV launch. You're going to acquire a big audience. Then you're going to do a higher ticket solo launch. And I promise you in the next two to four years, we are going to see this, right? And and I think that it, it speaks volumes because it's things are things. They worked 10 to 12 years ago. They haven't worked for the last 10 to 12 years. They're going to work again in two to four years, but things are things, right? So go acquire the skills. Frank Kern had to acquire new skills. Dude did a million dollar launch on mass control. Mm -hmm. If he tried to launch mass control today, it wouldn't work, but in two to four years, it might. So he's acquiring new and new skills. What did he have to get better at? He had to get better at Facebook ads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now he's got to get better, right? He's, he's constantly acquiring new skills. Grant Cardone, all the people we look up to, they're always acquiring new skills. But the only reason that they're using those skills, right, and they're winning is because they're the person that can implement them. Yeah, they're, they're the common denominator right. again, yeah. once again. Dan Fleischman put on, on Instagram story today, and it was great. Everything you need to know is on Google. Yeah. yeah. Do, like, what a great statement. Do you know MIT publishes their entire curriculum online? Yeah. You 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 want to, it's like one of the most prestigious universities in the nation. Yeah. All of it sitting right there. Not too simple, dude. But- too simple. Who's going to do the damn work? No one's going to no spoon feed you. Who's going to do the damn work? Nobody. 
It's crazy, right? It's like, the information's there. I heard a, in an interview recently with another coach, I don't remember which one it was, but something along the lines of like 3% of coaching programs address mindset at all. It's crazy. So we're talking about every bit of tactics yeah. thrown out there. Here's the information, but there's no guide to how the hell am I going to go implement this or or well, dude, know, how, the individual behind it. How like, do we win? No motivation to go How do, do we win a nutrition? We came into a nutritional space and we said, well, all the textbooks are already written. Yep. Right? We, how are we going to compete with our biggest competitor? We can't write a better textbook than them. Zero chance. Sure. And, and truthfully, physiology hasn't changed. Biology hasn't changed. So what am I going to tell you? The same shit? I'm going to yeah. give you a, a same, like the same textbook and tell you you should pay me instead of them? Like that's retarded. But I said, you know what's happening, right? And here's the crazy thing. This company has been selling certifications for how long? 16 years. They've been selling certification 16 years. And let me tell you what's been happening in those 16 years. Obesity has gone higher and higher and higher. Yeah, yeah. So here's, so here's the problem. We got more and more and more education, yet the problem is becoming more and more and more exacerbated. Mm-hmm. It's getting worse and worse and worse. What if for one minute we looked at the real problem, which is we got a lot of smart motherfuckers that don't know how to create change. Sure. There you go. We got a lot of really smart people that do not know how to create change. And that's what we did. We came into a space and we said, hey, we get it. You're smart, smart, yeah, but you don't know how to apply it. And they were like, oh my God, you're so right. Right, the imposter syndrome came running out. They're like, oh my God, you're so right. Yeah. And we were like, cool, do you wanna learn that? By the way, here we are. That's the business that we built. Same thing in business. Like we, everybody could tell you how to you know, read the stock market, how to read a P&L, it's all out there. If you don't know how to implement, you don't know how to build a team, if you don't know how to mm-hmm. market, you don't know how to you know, put your marketing campaigns in the world, if you don't know how to sell in any sort of setting, you're not going to win. And to be right. disciplined enough to do it. And exactly. Like yeah. the end, game over, yeah. like, mic drop t- moment. T- People t- should be like, like okay, yeah. I'm ready to go do the work. Like turn this fucking podcast mm-hmm. off and go work. Like go work right now. 100%. To your point, Goggins book. Well, well, I, like I just use that as a just a, if I'm out of alignment, if I am hitting the snooze or doing things yeah. that I know aren't serving me, I put that on 24-7 yeah. because it does. It makes me feel like a little bitch. And I like that. There's, That's there's how a, I get intrinsically motivated to be disciplined, drag my knuckles tomorrow morning, get my ass out of bed. 90% of the time I'm listening to just like, and, and I hate motivation is such bullshit, but like I need somebody to call me on my shit. Yeah, so like exactly. a lot of times when I'm listening to motivation, I'm not trying to hype me up. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going wrong. Yeah, it, it, it's internal. It's, difference, yeah, I'm the same right? exact way, right? Don't, it's shine a light yeah, on me. So Don't blow smoke up yeah, my ass. Yeah. Tell Clarity. me where I'm doing things wrong. Clarity, yeah. yeah. And we give a lot of tactics on this show. Yeah. A ton. And we, we, in fact, the two episodes just before this, we So gave, then why are people not fucking successful? That, because you are? That's why I wanted you here today. <laughs> I, I, I took the opportunity. I know you're going to kick some people in the ass yeah. and get them moving. Yeah. And, and that's- the you ass know? is being nice. Yeah. Kick them elsewhere. Too. <laughs> and so that that was the the reason I wanted you here. Yeah. Let's talk about the difference between winners and losers. Because I knew that this is what was going to come out of it. Yeah, it comes down to you guys doing the work. You you've got all the information. It's yeah. out there. We've given it to you. There's plenty of other coaches out there giving you the stuff. We've given people the exact words to write yeah. in the emails, yeah. in ads, in use this image, and yeah. and still sometimes they don't Nothing. run it. Yeah, yeah. And, and and then they want to blame that. If it didn't work, right? If they if they half-ass ran it, then they want to blame that yeah. instead of being like, "Well, wh- why did I go wrong?" Right? And let let me just set the frame to like for anybody that doesn't know my backstory, like I don't come from anything, right? Like, and and so for me to sit here and get really fired up, like mm-hmm. I come from nothing, and I was broke. I was overdrawn on my bank account. I couldn't afford coffee 
right? When I left my corporate job, I, I had nothing in savings, but I just made a commitment and I, and I bet on myself, mm-hmm. right? Like, like the most pivotal moment, I call it my all in moment is I landed, you know, I was landing from a flight and I was, I was working a $200,000 job. Absolutely hated it. Absolutely fucking hated it. I grabbed my phone. Something came over me. Some guy on the plane had asked me nutrition questions. It like lit me up, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I'm supposed to be doing this. Like, what the fuck am I there doing go, working yeah. in corporate, right? Yeah. I grabbed my phone. I sent in my resignation. I remember I got off the plane. I told my girlfriend, I said, hey, I quit my job. She's like, are you Burn fucking the serious? Burn the ships Yeah, and I did. I love and it. I did. And listen, truth be told, I, like that Starbucks moment, it happened 90 days after that, right? Because I, I got worse before I got better, but I never abandoned it. I never, ever, ever abandoned the fact that it's up to me. And, you know, 90 days after that, I was, you know, I was doing 10K a month. 90 days after that, we were, I mean, shit, nine months after that, we were at a $1 million a year run rate. And, and I've never looked back. Beautiful. And, and it's a great story. It, it's never, mm-hmm. you know, I, I only say that, listen, I, I don't, please don't think anything about any amount of success that any of us have created because it doesn't fucking mean anything. Right. Subjective but anyways. It, it's completely subjective because I look at it and I'm like, I mean, I look around and I, I want to be the poorest person in a room. Right. I want to look up and I want to be like, they're doing things that I'm not. Right. I, I love that. That's so, my mindset too. Dude, I always want to be the worst yeah. person in the room. Like you learn always. so much, man. Yes. That's what, that's why we joined the mastermind. We, we position, we I mean, we're positioning the things that we do to yeah. intentionally put ourselves in those opportunities yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. But most people are, are very intimidated. They're insecure. Absolutely. If, if they're in the room and they're not the, you know, the if big they can't dog hold the conversation. The alpha, yeah, yeah. It's like, come Shut on, up man. and listen like, then. Yeah, just don't say anything, which by the way is really hard for me. But uh, <laughs> I can tell yeah. I'm watching I'm watching the three tracks over here and just watching your bottom one just like this the whole time. It's it's all good though. That's why that's why I wanted you here. I'm just letting you talk. I'm not talking over you at all, but I mean, this is great, guys. And, and Jason, for everybody that, that came to the Grow Summit, you know what kind of fire he brings. What's, uh, you know, if somebody wants to get into the nutrition, yeah. they want they want to hire you as a coach to, to mm-hmm. bring that that part of their business up, what, tell them where to go. Yeah, um, best place is just on Instagram, at Jason Phillips is nutrition. Um, I promise you I'm, I'm a lot nicer than I probably appear to be on this podcast. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, listen, I'm, I'm also going to bring fire out of you. And, and I want you to know that... Um, you know, the one thing I never want to see is, is people underachieve. Yeah. Um, like, dude, my nephew is getting ready to go to college and nobody talked to him about finances, which, mm-hmm. which absolutely crushed me. Right. Like I, I don't come from a very financially savvy yeah. family. Nobody talked to him about it. And I said, dude, do you, do you know how much debt you're going into? He said, no, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. And I said, you know, do you, do you realize there's alternatives? And he said, I didn't really think about that. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what are you going to major in? I don't know. Ah. And I said, dude, like I said, you know, I, I don't care what you do. I want you to be happy. But I also want you to have a life that, that fulfills you. And I said, what, you know, what do you think is possible? I said, you, do you think you can make a million dollars? And he said, no. I said, so you've been so conditioned for 18 years, you don't even think a million dollars is possible. Damn. Right? And I was like, like that to me, you put me in front of a group of people that have that belief and I'm going to get fired the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Because everybody should understand that whatever they want is possible. Every single human being should understand that whatever they want is possible. And I think that the lack of belief that what you want is attainable is what's truly killing people. Like diseases, everything else. The fact that we don't believe that we can have the things we want, man, that's, that's a killer. And, and so any opportunity I have to impart and to change that belief, I'm going to take it super appreciative. You guys give me the, the platform to do it. Um, but I'm going to use it every single day. And, and, you know, man, if I leave tomorrow, I hope that I changed one life, right? Yeah. If, I, if I leave this earth tomorrow, I hope one person is like, you know what? Jason said, it's true. I believe it's true. I'm good. And uh, man, that's it. Like to the day I die, that's, that's, that's awesome. the mission. 
That's great. Real quickly, just one thing. Um, earlier you said it's, it's hard to tell somebody to go, like, you need to change your mindset, yeah. right? Like, we know, like, once you're in the position of having to make that change, right? Yeah. Changing habits, changing the activities that you're doing on a daily basis. Um, you said that you, you know, you've got motivation or things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the information and the things that you're surrounded by, much like your tribe or the people, yeah, right? The movies you're watching, the music, the influence that we're taking in consistently. Um for the listeners, you know, let's say that somebody is in that seat and they don't know how to cr- start creating some of that uh, change within themselves. Where do you find yourself rooted? You Are, are you a reader, podcasts, so I, I things can't, like that, information? I don't, I don't think I've read a book since Cat in the Hat. Um, but <laughs> that, was, that was a hard one. That, <laughs> was, that was difficult. To ta-ha, ta-ha. Yeah. That, that's yeah. not, it's banned. It's banned. Um, you can't even watch it. Can't, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> a whole different banned. topic. Um, so, but no, um, I'm a podcast guy. Um I'm a feel good guy. Okay? Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. so for me last night, that was SVU. Like, right. And, and people laugh at me all the time, bro. Uh, I'm going to publicly admit this. And this is probably like, <laughs> everyone's like, wait a minute. I really like this guy until he publicly admitted this. Like Tuesday night, um, I watch the resident. I watch FBI, right. Most wanted like every Tuesday night, yeah. Wednesday night, I watch Chicago, Chicago med, Chicago fire, Chicago PD. Thursday night, I watch SVU, Law and Order, and uh, whatever the one, like Organized Crime that just came out, right? Friday night, I watch Shark Tank. I'm a feel-good guy. Sure. Like, give me my hour to to watch this and and to completely check out. And by the way, this flies in the face of what every guru tells you, right? Stop watching TV. But give me an hour to decompress and let my mind go to the place that is like, that is static, sure. right? That is not affected by external world bullshit. That is not affected by by the bullshit that people are, are bringing up that you can't do something. And, and let me be me. And when I show up immediately after that, you know what happens is success. Yeah. Because fundamentally, we were all brought into this world, right? Think about a kid. A kid does not think that things are impossible. They do anything. Oh, yeah. Right? It is the world that teaches us that Get things down. are not possible. Get and off so, that. So bring yourself back to that place, that centered, that grounded place. And so, you know, uh, listen, I love podcasts, but more than anything, it's it's me time. I'm, I'm, it, I'm glad you said that. Myself. I'm glad you said that, too, because I don't think I think things that feed your soul, feed your purpose. Feed, yeah. You know, there, there's other things that aren't just reading success books yeah. and, you know, having to be there. Right. And at the end of the day, the reason that we do it all is for opportunity to do whatever the hell we want, whenever we want. The end, right? And Why so, are we restricting freedom if we're chasing freedom? That's exactly it. So I like the fact that you're willing to admit that and be honest, because it does show the fact that, like you said, gurus will tell you, don't watch the TV. Yeah. Right? It doesn't, it's not an option. Don't even yeah. own one. It's bullshit yeah. for the for 99%. Listen, right? I got a fucking 90-incher in my living room. I <laughs> yeah. love that motherfucker. <laughs> but to your point, right? Like you could go out and you could try and reinvent the wheel of what everybody else is doing, but that wasn't the problem in no. nutrition. It was no. how the hell they made that their lives. Yeah. So you figured that out, right? Yeah. TVs exist. You can have a TV in your life. It doesn't. It shouldn't be your where you're spending all your time. And you, and you don't need to outsmart but, anybody. Like you just need, you know, I think that's another misnomer. I mean, we could go into a whole rabbit hole of success, but I'm sure people are like, I want to go do something. Like it's, you don't need to be smarter than anyone. You need to be different. And I often get on stages and, and I make, I say something and people think I'm joking, but I'm actually really serious. I say, I'm not successful because of how smart I am. I'm actually successful, I think, because of how dumb I am. And I'm so insanely deeply rooted in doing things a way that I know is successful. 
and and I see something and I look at it and I'm like, no, it, it, we got to attack it this way. And I just become massively committed to it. And and gurus will tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I mean, dude, the whole fucking CrossFit space hated me <laughs> in 2012 when I came in and I said, listen, paleo is the wrong diet. In 2013, they loved me when I produced more top tens games athletes than any other nutrition coach in the space. And and honestly, I didn't know how to go to paleo. And maybe if I was super smart, I would have. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm dumb. And I was like, this is what I do. And I know it's right. And, you know, and and so even with business, man, like I've, I've developed some non-traditional systems. I listen, I don't believe that. Um, I, I don't think that, you know, perfect systems are the solution to everything. I think they, they play a big part. Um, but I'm, I'm fucking stupid when it comes to like, I mean, dude, you and I had like an automation talk the other day and you were saying shit and I'm like, man, I'm going to act really smart, but I'm, I'm fucking like, I don't know what you're saying. Oh, so, man. you know, um, you know, I know, I know enough to, to get through, but to get, like, be dangerous. Dude, I know, I know there's about 3% of a marketplace that I play in and dude, I'm the best at it. Mm-hmm. And, there you go. and you come in my 3%, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. We go in 97%. I'm going to tell you, I don't know the answers, but I'm going to find you the answers. And I think a lot of people need to have that mindset too. You're probably only really good at like 3% of things. Go fucking win. On like those, you don't need to be things, great yeah. at everything. Like in our business, man, like we got tech people. They're way smarter than me, mm-hmm. right? We got a sales guy. Eh, he's really good, but I think I'm really good at sales too. Um, but we got marketing people that are really good, right? Yeah. And and it's like, I know sales and marketing, like that's my jam. And, and yeah. you know, and I love it. Listen, Michael's in here and he's the leadership guy and not me. If like, you ask me to lead you, like we're going to end up lost and probably eaten by bears. But like, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things like you got to know your strong suits. And I think that a lot of people have, you know, again, a lot of people have insecurities. And so by admitting you're not strong at something, that's an insecurity. It's a vulnerability. It's very difficult to admit. And, and I'll, I'll be free to admit it. I'm 36 years old. It probably took me 35 and a half years to start really admitting it. Um, and but it's made me so much better. And, and I think a lot of people got to get to that point. That's, That's great. Yeah, there you have it. Well, hell, you just kind of want to drop the mics on that? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> brother. I, right, I mean, yeah, I think people can, can well, take you, that and run. Yeah, so you guys, you just heard it from Jason. Jason's a, it's a friend of mine and he's, you know, he's... He tell, he's telling you the truth. I mean, if we're if we're not sure, he's not sugarcoating. I said that at the very beginning of this episode. He's not going to tell you know he's not going to sugarcoat anything. He's telling you the truth. You've got all the information you're ever going to need. It's time to take action. Look at yourself in the mirror and, and just get it done. So, Jason, I appreciate you coming. Yeah, appreciate you having Always. me, bro. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to another a great event with you guys. So. Absolutely, have fun. All right, that's it for this episode, guys. Until next time, keep changing lives. See you. Bye, Bye, guys. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you got to do is join our private Facebook group, Marketing Talk with Fitness Professionals right now. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Marketing Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you join, we're going to give you free access to our 10 fitness marketing strategies, seven-figure gym owners use to win. All right, I look forward to you joining us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great.